Hello, hello, you guys. Welcome back to How to Be a Better Person. Thank y'all so much for taking the time to listen to this episode. I don't know that I say it enough, but I really appreciate each and every one of you. Today's episode is going to center around rebuilding trust once it's been broken, not just with another person, but also within ourselves, right? Because it can be super hard to eliminate self-doubt and stand confident in our truth and our intuition, especially when another person has damaged our ability to trust. I'm finding this topic to just be super prevalent this year, not just within my own personal experiences, but within the collective as well. 2020 has definitely been the year of seeing people's true colors and all of the illusions falling away, it seems. If you've been following along with my other episodes, I do talk pretty briefly about tarot cards in the last episode's intro, specifically the tower card and how if you have something with an unstable foundation, sometimes it needs to fall apart in order to make way for better things and rebuild properly. And I just want you guys to know that I really do feel that rebuilding energy coming through, especially with that powerful full blue moon coming up on Halloween on Saturday. It's rare because we don't typically have two full moons in a month, so I do get the sense that the energy is just going to be extra potent, and given that the moon will be entering Taurus, it kind of lends it that sort of solid, steadfast Taurus energy. So it is the perfect time to find some stillness and really feel into yourself and whatever it is that you're looking to call in, as well as whatever it is you're looking to release. Whatever energy you guys decide to embody that day is what's going to be amplified moving forward. So I hope you guys are able to take some time to really take stock of what you want your life to look like, not just in the next few months, but in 2021 too. Also on another note, as a reminder, it's been a little over a month since I've opened up spots in my schedule for one-on-one coaching. I'm not going to be all salesy about it, but uh, if you are interested in working with me, I do have room for a couple more clients this year. All of the info can be found on my website, brightsoulhealing.com, as well as reviews and all that. I'm so proud of my clients for all the hard work that they've been putting in, and getting to see people truly transform their lives and themselves is literally one of the coolest things I've ever had the honor to be a part of. So I know a few of you have reached out to me via phone call about setting up a session. Um, I do my best to get back to everyone, but I am typically in school or sessions throughout the day. So ideally the best way to begin scheduling sessions with me is via email. I do have a couple of different package options for coaching sessions. Um, My books are also open for distance Reiki sessions. So if you're looking for a little less commitment and you want your chakras balanced, you can schedule all that via my website. Um, Or like I said, send me an email because I would love to work with you and we'll make something happen regardless of what your budget or your time commitment is. Anyways, moving on to the good stuff. Y'all know how it is. Um, I want to preface this section by talking about integrity for a second. Having integrity means that you live your life in alignment with your deepest values, you're honest with everyone, and you always keep your word. If you've ever read The Four Agreements, this book basically talks about how to eliminate our suffering by living in accordance with The Four Agreements, one of which is to be impeccable with your word. Now, the less compassionate side of me honestly feels like I I don't get why so many people struggle with this. Like, it's not that difficult to just be honest, right? But realistically, I know that there's so much at play here when it comes to people not speaking their truth. Maybe you don't want to hurt someone's feelings or you're, you're wanting to avoid the consequences or you're just a flat out manipulative human being that wants to get your way and you don't care about who you hurt in the process. In which case, shame on you, and I hope you get the karma you deserve. (laughs) 
At the end of the day, moving with integrity is an extremely admirable trait because it means that you're consistent and unwavering when it comes to your values. You're true to yourself and you wouldn't do anything that demeans or dishonors those values. It sounds like an ideation that we would all like to strive for, (laughs) at least I hope so, but let's face it, nobody's perfect. I'm sure we've all lied before, we've all broken someone else's trust, and we've all probably been in a situation where we forgot how to trust ourselves for a little bit. So where do you go from there, right? How can you get back to a path of walking on integrity when you've strayed from it? How can you be confident in speaking up for yourself and what it is that you truly want? How can you learn to forgive yourself or your partner for breaking trust? All of this is definitely possible, but as always with this type of inner work, it takes two things. A commitment to honesty and a commitment to consistency. Before we get into that, let's take a second to examine what trust really looks like, right? Ultimately, the word that comes to mind is safe. Trusting in yourself or your partner fully should feel like you're coming back to a place that truly feels like home. You're comfortable and secure. You can rely on yourself or your partner in a time of need. You have unwavering faith that no matter what is going down, you have a safe place to land. Your well-being and your best interest is at the forefront, either within yourself or your partner's eyes, and it allows you to be vulnerable, serving as the foundation for a healthy relationship. If you've listened to my episode on attachment styles, I want to quickly point out the role that these are going to play in our ability to trust, right? Because a partner with secure attachment styles is going to have a much easier time starting out a relationship with trust until they're given a reason not to. Whereas someone who has an anxious or avoidant attachment style is probably going to have doubts and be suspicious off the rip, despite how trustworthy you are, how much they want to actually trust you. I think in this day and age, given the complexity of relationships and the introduction of all of these social medias opening the door to connection across the world, I feel like it's almost kind of inevitable that at some point someone is going to break your trust. And before y'all try to come for me, I'm, I'm not saying that that's an excuse to cheat or lie at all. I'm just saying that it's a common issue that people struggle with. And ultimately, it becomes more about the actions taken to rebuild the trust that are going to let you know how to move forward. Sometimes all it takes is one incident to damage trust beyond belief. And when there's little to no action taken to repair it, it's just gone forever. Can a relationship survive with no trust? I mean, that's up to you at the end of the day, right? (laughs) But in my opinion, staying in a relationship where there's no trust often leaves you feeling isolated, anxious, uncertain, doubtful. And the relationship is no longer a source of comfort and stability and safety. So if that sounds like fun to you and you want to take that hit to your mental and emotional health, by all means, I wish you the best and I hope you're right. Moving on to how to actually repair this wound, I think how people approach these steps is very telling. If one or both parties is accusatory, defensive, hostile, dishonest, I would say that kind of answers the question right then and there as to whether or not the relationship can overcome and grow stronger from this rift. So obviously the first thing that we're looking for here is just flat out honesty with yourself or your partner. We want to get to the root of why the trust was broken in the first place. Did you go through his phone because you're insecure with yourself? Did you lie to her because you didn't want to hurt her feelings? 
did you disregard your own gut feelings for the benefit of another person, thereby causing a division in your ability to trust yourself? Is there a fear of abandonment? Is it an ego thing? Is it a self-worth thing? Get to the bottom of what really happened and air it out completely. No shortcuts, no bullshit. You can't heal broken trust without forgiveness. And you can't forgive if the truth isn't all on the table, right? There has to be a cooperative approach to moving forward. And that means all of the feelings have to be laid out. Personally, I feel like this is the hardest step. People often want to cover up with a lie and another lie and they struggle to take accountability for what they've done. And if they couldn't be vulnerable enough to tell you the truth in the first place, are they really going to be able to be vulnerable enough now to eliminate any dishonesty in order to move forward? Because that's what it's going to take in order to come up with a solution to reconstruct the trust. Hand in hand with the willingness to fix things comes a genuine apology and then forgiveness. If there isn't real remorse, how can there be real forgiveness? And if there isn't real forgiveness, then I can already tell you that y'all are about to go round and round in circles with this shit. Spend some time reflecting on the actions that caused the pain and the feelings that resulted from that and process it either with your partner or your journal or even just in your car talking to yourself. I have no doubt a lot of you are like, okay, but how do I forgive? (laughs) It's super easy to get hung up on the past, but if you're noticing that over time, the mental energy that you're expending on what happened isn't decreasing, it's important to ask yourself why. A lot of the times it's because maybe somewhere along the way, you connected the event to a limiting belief. For example, I knew all along I wasn't good enough, or I knew I didn't deserve to be happy. And that belief is still there underneath it all. So if you're trying to forgive, but that underlying belief or emotion is still there, you're going to have a hard time letting go. Or perhaps you still hold a lot of anger at someone for betraying you, and therefore you can't forgive them because you're still ruminating on that emotion. Ultimately, forgiveness is a process, and it's much less a single decision than it is an ongoing decision to forgive. So all of that essentially boils down to, you guessed it, my favorite fucking term, cognitive reframing. If you're new to my podcast, cognitive reframing is a psychological technique that involves identifying and then challenging the way that you view a thought or emotion or experience or idea. Come up with an affirmation that you can repeat when you find yourself dwelling on what happened, one that's very specific to the situation and will help you shift your mindset into a positive vibration. For example, say you've been cheated on and you can't seem to forgive the person for being a total lying piece of shit. (laughs) I feel like we've all been there, right? Sounds normal. Now, I could sit here and expend mental energy on feeling anger and betrayal And like I wasted my time or wishing I never gave him a chance in the first place. Or the second that my mind starts up with all this bullshit, I can cut myself off and say, listen, baby, the problem was with them and not you. The universe removed things that weren't meant for you from your path in order to make room for better. You're amazing. You learned a lesson from it on to bigger and better things. Some of you like me might know this to be true right off the rip, whereas some of you might have trouble believing it at first. But trust me, the more you say it, the more true it becomes. Moving forward from these integral first steps, open communication is going to be key as we walk this path of repairing trust. Are there going to be changes that are made? And if so, what are they? 
How will things be different moving forward? How are you going to feel supported and secure from here on out? How can we keep this from happening again, right? These are questions that need to be answered and your actions have to back up the words that you're speaking. If you fucked up, but you're not ready to move forward and move differently, don't make empty promises. Put your walls down and your ego aside and just be real for a second because vulnerability is how you build intimacy and intimacy is what fosters authentic connection. You can't expect for that connection to be strengthened if you're not taking the steps to strengthen it. Crazy, right? (laughs) You have to know what you or your partner really needs and then take the steps to consciously meet those needs in order to feel fully loved, supported, and safe. Design a vision for the future, how you both want it to look and feel, and make sure that you both are co-signing that vision and that your short-term and your long-term goals match. The final step from here is to just get out of your head about it. View this as an opportunity for a fresh start. Reignite the spark and the connection. Do fun things. Create new memories. Know and understand your person's love language and do things to show them that. Create new positive patterns in order to restore faith. Do things that make you laugh and smile and encourage happy, hopeful interactions that remind you why you want this person in your life in the first place. For some of you, this may bring you guys closer with a deeper understanding of each other's needs and inner feelings, and you can move forward tighter than ever. For others, you may notice pretty words with actions that don't match, and you're not able to observe the individual moving in a different, trust-inducing fashion. You might even see a pattern where things are good for a little while, and then things start to slip through the cracks again. And to those people, all I can really offer you is a question that ultimately led me to divorce my ex-husband. And that question is, do you want to feel this way for the rest of your life? Because I can promise you, we are so much more resilient than we realize. And we really can rebuild from anything. I mean, you're over here hung up on an emotional roller coaster of a cycle when you could be at peace. Whether it's with another person or by yourself. If this instance of broken trust wasn't a catalyst and a motivation for change, a blessing in disguise, a singular event highlighting how to make something better than before, it's time to ask yourself what you're holding on so tightly to. All of this applies to building trust within ourselves as well, but I would like to add a few things specific to that. As I mentioned earlier, honesty is going to be the biggest key. Having self-awareness of your actions and your patterns, that's going to be the first step to change. You have to be able to stop denying and stop justifying and just cut the shit with yourself. I really encourage spending time alone so that you can be one with your thoughts without the distraction of other people. Journaling is a really good way to do this if you're able to write authentically in order to communicate with yourself. Ask yourself a lot of questions and then trust your gut. You can't build trust in yourself if you're constantly second-guessing your actions or decisions. Stop beating yourself up for decisions you made in the past that didn't work out for you, and be kind to yourself. Holding on to regret can be super overwhelming and lead to a vicious cycle of self-negativity and self-doubt. Believe that you can learn from your mistakes and find a lesson in it. A lot of times, we have to go through something because we needed to learn the lesson that came out of it. And when we realize that, we're able to break the pattern and find peace in the decision. Build self-confidence by making small promises to yourself that you keep. Even if it's just, I'll go to the gym three times this week, or I promise to clean out my whole room this weekend, and then follow through with those promises. 
do things you're good at and build on your strengths and the things you excel at and that makes you feel good love yourself unconditionally and stop being so self-critical and negative live in the present and release worry for the future and regret of the past be fully present in each moment and most importantly be yourself walk in integrity As always, I hope this has been an illuminating episode for you guys and that I was able to provide some clarity for y'all. If you have any questions over anything that I've talked about in this episode or previous episodes or over my coaching program, or even if you're just looking for support with a specific situation, please don't hesitate to email me. All my contact info can be found on my website and you can also book a discovery call straight from there if you want to know how I can be of help to you in one-on-one sessions. I really love hearing from you guys and I truly appreciate all the messages of support that I get from everyone. It means the world to me to know that I was able to make a difference with something. So I hope you guys enjoy this beautiful full moon. You have a safe Halloween and I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye.